1 Samuel chapter 30. Notice, if you would please, verse number 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, the smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. Uh, uh, Hinoam, uh, the uh, Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abithel, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod and Abathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So apparently David was a marine at that time. Father, I thank you for the time you've given us today to get involved in your word. And Father, I use the word involved because I want us to get involved in your word. Father, may we allow the Spirit of God to work in our hearts. Holy Spirit, work in our lives. And Father, use your word to speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I can't remember a time where so many... Uh, have become discouraged over this germ, COVID-19. COVID-19, not only COVID-19, but all the regulations with COVID-19, has put a big dark cloud, like the one behind me, over a lot of people. Uh, you uh, hear the phrases like, when will this ever end? When will this ever end? Uh, I can't wait for this to end. Or this COVID-19 has messed up my calendar and even messed up my life. Or I can't stand listening to the news. Really? The news is just trying to inform you. But informing, it's scaring people to death. Almost all the newscasts have this big picture of a giant germ just pulsating behind them. And this germ is just, and then they give you these statistics that, uh, uh, that, that makes you feel like you, you don't have a chance against this pulsating germ that's going to overcome everyone. The negative is so elevated in most newscasts that it's hardly worth listening to unless you do have a strong institution. And, uh, and then it's, it's even uh, trying for you. Even the most positive personalities have become discouraged during this time. I've had many people tell me that, uh, that they, they can't watch the news 
uh, because it's so distressing. The news is so distressing. Everyone I know wants to get out of this time. Everybody I know, they want to get rid of this COVID-19. Back to the normal, they say. Let's get back to the normal. But then the news people tell us there's never going to be a back to the normal because there's never going to be normal again. Well, I like the old normal. How about you? I like the old normal. And I believe we can get back to the normal. Uh, and I believe that some of these naysayers and pessimists need to recognize we do have a God in heaven and he can help us during this time. If there was ever a time we need Christians to encourage their hearts, it's now. And we can't encourage someone else's heart if our own hearts aren't encouraged. And we need to make sure we're encouraging our hearts. The Bible says in verse number 6, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. First thing, first thing, make sure the Lord is your God. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, know that you can receive him as your Savior today and he can be your God. You can have a relationship with God in heaven because of his son, Jesus Christ, came to this world and died on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood to pay the payment for our sin. And you can receive him as your Savior today, Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us he is the truth and the way. No man come to the Father but by him. The Bible tells us whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, First uh, Samuel 36 says, But David encountered himself in the Lord his God. That's a position that each of us as God's children need to be in. We need to make sure that we are encouraged. We need to make sure our hearts are encouraged. Uh, during this COVID-19 season, uh, and, uh, and make sure that we have a relationship with God, a fellowship with God that is giving us encouragement even during this time uh, that so many people are down. Notice, first of all, David's distress in verse number six. David's distress. Notice the Bible says, and David was greatly distressed. And I guess I'd be distressed too because he goes on to say, for the people spake of stoning him. What? Stoning David, your leader? Stoning David, the one who killed Goliath, the one who saved your nation? Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. And you know, as we look at this, we recognize the fact that, uh, 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 that uh, we, we need to uh, realize that uh, during these distressing days, um, uh, we need to encourage ourselves. Encourage, what does it mean? It means to give courage. It means the action of giving support, confidence, and hope. Every one of us at times need encouragement. Uh, that's when you get uh, appreciated for something you've done. Uh, that's when uh, a, a family member comes up or a friend or even an acquaintance and they pat you on the back uh, and they say, man, you're doing a good job or man, so, I'm so glad you're my friend or I'm so glad you're my father. Or, I'm so glad you're my grandfather. Uh, David wasn't getting any help from anyone. Look at it. His friends had abandoned him. Some of his friends wanted to now stone him. His family was abducted. 
the soldiers, his soldiers, the ones who were ready to die for him, are now ready to stone him. They were distressed. They were grieving. Uh, and in addition to that, he was running for his life away from King Saul, Brother Dan. King Saul was no wimpy warrior. He was going after David. He was going after David with all his power, with all the uh, force of his power behind him. Everything in his life was hard, you know. You ever have days like that, Wayne? Everything is hard, you know. Everything was hard. And uh, uh, even those kind of days, as we think about those kind of days, everywhere he looked, he only saw loss. He, it, it affected David. It affected David so much that the Bible tells us and points it out that he had to encourage his own heart. David, the giant killer, had to encourage his own heart. Jenna, that's right. David had to encourage his own heart. Notice verse number four. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. You ever cried like that? Think about that for a second. That is a powerful, powerful verse. They were drained. They were exhausted in their sorrow until they had no more power to weep. Look at it. As he looked around, he saw loss. His family was gone. His friends were against him. Some were uh, wanting to stone him. The safe place was now in ruins. It had been burnt down. That's a hard day. But some of you know how David felt or must have felt because you've had hard days like that. You had a day when uh, the doctor gave you a bad report or when your boss said uh, your job's ended. Uh, you had days like that when, when you recognized that the family's not what it used to be. Your safe place has been attacked and even in ruins. Your business perhaps is about ready for bankruptcy. Um, a well-planned retirement has been ransacked by COVID-19. Your health, your house. The house that you thought you'd be able to sell for a lot of money at the end of your life is now just a dwelling place that you hope doesn't take a lot more of your money. Your treasures. Treasure of family. Perhaps your safe place. was your family? But your family has changed. Your kids are grown up. And you're an empty nester now. And, and all of those things have changed. And, and your kids are everywhere. Well, David lost his safe place. He lost his dwelling. He lost his family. He lost his possessions. He lost it all. He had a hard, hard day. Uh, the following notice was spotted in the lost and found section of a newspaper. Lost dog. $50 reward, black and tan dog of poodle and German shepherd descent. Now think about that for a second. Flea bitten, left hind leg missing, no hair on rump, blind and recently neutered. Answers to the name of Lucky. Some of us are a lot like Lucky. Yeah, uh, we're of mixed ancestry, not much to look at pretty much in bad shape, and still we answer to the name Christian. Amen? Christian. 
Yeah. We indeed answer to that name Christian for like the dog. We have someone who cares for us. Someone who is willing to pay the price for our sin and redeem us. People, we have so much as Christians today. We are blessed of God today to be able to call ourselves Christians. God is so good. God has given us so much. And so easy to become discouraged. It's so easy to recognize what we don't have and what we're missing out. But we need to recognize what we do have and what God has given us. Even when our safe places have been in ruin. David. David, you only lost your family. No, he lost your home. No, he lost your possessions. Daniel, he lost his edge. He once was influential. He once had power. He once had power to direct 600 mighty men to go against it. Everybody knew that David was powerful. But now the giant killer was being killed by his own distress. He was man of the year at one time. Now he's loser. One day king on the mountain. The next day the bottom of the pile. How many times have we seen that? Huh, Tom? Successful coach. Good season. Then the next season gone. Why? Because he wasn't winning like he was before. It's hard. Leadership is hard. And it was hard for David at this time. David knew that life was tough. David knew the very bottom, the very bottom of life. Especially when you look at all that had happened in his life. Sometimes it's the problems of life. But other times it's the devil himself or the flesh the devil says where's your god now god says i will never leave thee nor forsake thee the devil says nothing good can come from this problem and god says all things work together for good to them that love the lord you listening to the devil or you listening to the lord the lord the devil says you're tired. Nobody loves you. You're defeated. Don't take anymore. Just quit. And God says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. The devil in the flesh says nobody cares. God says I care. Cast your cares upon me for I careth for you. The devil says give up. The flesh says give up. And God says give it over to me. I'll lift you up. I'll take care of your needs. Give it to me. The devil says, nobody loves you. Go eat some worms. God says, hey, I love you. Go fishing. Huh? Go fishing. Leave it up to me. What can you do? What can I do? What did David do? Well, he made a decision. He made a decision to encourage his own heart in the Lord. David's decision. Notice verse number 8, if you would please. The Bible says, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake him, them? 
And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. He went to God. In verse 6, he encouraged himself in the, in the Lord, in his last resource, which should have been his first resource. See, uh, men that he had trusted in, men who were protecting him, they were in no condition to help him now. They had been overcome by their emotion, and they let their emotions distress them to such a point they were ready to stone their leader. His family was captured. His best friend, Jonathan, who encouraged him in 1 Samuel 23, seven chapters before this, couldn't help him now. Only God could help him. Verses 7 and 8, we see God could help him. He first redirected his thinking and focus on God. We see he didn't just encourage himself, but he encouraged himself in his God. Take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4. It was in here this morning. Philippians 4, here it is. Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, finally, brethren, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at your last care, your care of me hath flourished again wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. And then he goes in verse 12 and says, I know both how to be abased, low, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So David encouraged his own heart. He redirected his thinking and focused on God. Friend, if you're going through a tough time, this COVID's put you in a tough uh, whirlwind, friend, go to God. Think, start thinking on things that are true. Start thinking and reading the word of God, thinking on the word of God. He took his eyes off the problem and put them on the power of God. Uh, remember, uh, Joshua, Joshua was now given the reins to lead the children of Israel. Joshua is going, wow, I can't believe I'm, I'm to lead these people. And uh, we notice he was uh, looking forward to God encouraging his heart. That's right. Take your Bibles and turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1, verses 8 and 9. <clears throat> This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. 
Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. A lot of folks are allowing fear to overcome their faith. You know, fear, fear is way overblown when you as a Christian have God with you. All God's people said, amen and amen. And then he went to the Lord with confidence. We too should go to the Lord with confidence. The Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Did you notice that? The beloved disciple writes the word confidence in there. You can have confidence as you take your uh, petitions to God. Why? Because 1 John 4, 4, you, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you that, than, than he that is in the world. The fourth thing I see, he realized that God was in control. Verse 6, verse number 8, then again, as we continue to read, as he goes and, and gets his, uh, gets his um, uh, family back, uh, you know, he, he, he was looking to God to take control. He encouraged his heart, and he now has made the decision to have God take control. Romans 8, 28 again, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Key. The power of Christ rests upon me. I'm not grabbing for the power of Christ, but it's resting upon me. The power of Christ is on me. It's his God. His God is going to help him because his God is in control. David did not encourage others until, first of all, he encouraged his own heart. And he got that encouragement because he went to God and God encouraged his heart. And God can encourage your heart today. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Go to the very throne room of God and worship. Bow the knee and he'll help you. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Problem today. Problem today, we flippantly go to the throne room. Does God deserve our respect? Does God deserve our honor? Our God wants us to come to his throne room. He would never put boldly there if he didn't want us to come to the throne room. But God has paid the price through his own son, Jesus Christ, and given us the opportunity to go to the throne room so that we don't have to stay in discouragement, so that we can lift ourselves up out of the discouraging clay of life and set ourselves on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ, and, and give us the confidence we need to face the problems of life. We don't always have to figure them out. 
But we do need to stand and say, God is in control. And my God knows what's going to happen. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but God knows. And God is never surprised. And God can help me through this COVID-19 or the other problems of life, whatever they may be. And God can help shut the mouth of Satan and turn off the, the, the weariness of the flesh that's fretting and fearing. God can help in all those areas. You say, Pastor, you speak with such confidence. I know my God has experientially done that in my life, and my God has told me in his word, and his word is always truth. God has a better way for you to live, Christian. You may feel lucky today, like lucky today. Actually, my sister-in-law had a dog named Lucky. Was very unlucky. It died here on Gratiot. Sometimes my heart just goes out to Christians that are just overwhelmed with the problems of life when the power of God is there. It's there. It's like an inverter. We can plug into it. When all the other sources are empty. But we should be plugging into it right away. So that we have the power of God running through our lives. Then we notice David's deliverance. David, military base, Ziglag, was in ruins. His wife and his children, his livestock, everything else valuable was gone. 600 soldiers had turned on him. He was in trouble. What could he do? He went to God. He made the decision to go to God. God encouraged his heart. Did you notice he didn't blame anybody? Did you notice that? Well, what do we normally do, Eldon, when something goes wrong? We start blaming people. Like right now, a lot of people are blaming the governor for COVID-19. What good does that do? Did she come up with COVID-19? I don't think so. But everybody blames everybody. Hey, where'd that start? I'm glad you asked. Genesis 3, verse number 12. And the man said, The woman who thou gavest to me <laughs> with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. It started way back in... Great, 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 grandpa's Garden of Eden. He started the blame game then. Don't blame me, Lord. It was that woman you gave me. Huh? She made me eat the fruit. She handed it to me. It looked pretty good and I ate it. No, David. No, 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 Adam. No, it's you. No, no, David. David recognized do no good to try to blame this on anybody else. Many look to blame or to excuse, but blaming won't help us. We need to encourage our own heart. We need to make the decision. And then with the decision, watch God deliver. Tom, you'll like this. Take your Bibles and turn to verse 18. 1 Samuel 30, 18. 19 and 20. And David 
recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other castle and said, or cattle, and said, This is David's spoil. And then on down, more of his spoil. His heart was encouraged. His new normal, his new normal was better than the old normal. And we need, we need to recognize that our new normal could be better than our old normal if God is in control in your life. It's, a, it's just a wonderful thing to be a child of God. It's a wonderful thing to be a child of God when we got so much mess around us. God helped David, and God can help you in your distress. Father, I thank you for this time you've given us today. I thank you for your word and the power of it. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would use your word today to encourage hearts. Father, I, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the opportunity I have to open the word of God as your preacher today. But Father, I, I pray that you'd be with these good folks that are listening, that are attending. And Father, I pray that if they're distressed, they'd make that decision to go to you. And find deliverance. Dear God, thank you for delivering us from our sin. And Father, thank you for delivering us from the, the trials and tribulations that we have to go through. Many times we have to go through those, but you'll deliver us. We, we know that because we love you, that good will come. And dear God, we thank you for that. Now bless us. Christians are right now applying the word of God to their hearts. Bless, Father, those who need encouragement, those who uh, perhaps have wept till they can weep no longer. Father, lift their hearts. Father, I pray for those who don't know Christ as their Savior. Today will be their day of salvation. 